Girlfriends, episode number 356, Women Made New with Kristalina Evert. Hello and welcome to Girlfriends. I'm Danielle Bean. I'm a wife and a mom and I'm on a mission to help you know your worth as a woman so you can find peace, balance and joy in family living. This week, my special guest is my friend, Kristalina Everett. I can't wait to share this enlightening and encouraging conversation with you. Let's get started. Hey, girlfriend. Thanks for being here. How are you? Here we are. It is almost February, the longest and the shortest month of the year. I say longest because it always feels like the longest, at least here in New Hampshire. The weather is dreary. Things are just dull and it's ordinary time. The holidays are long past and forgotten and spring seems awfully far away. This can be a particularly bleak time of year. And in an upcoming episode, I'm going to be talking about the winter blues, just that way that we kind of drag this time of year. I hope that's not you. I hope you're not struggling in that way right now. But if you are, you're not alone in it and know that we're going to be taking up that topic on a future episode. But I'm trying to this year go into February with a positive spirit about it. You know, some years, especially when all the kids were little and it was like we were going through stomach viruses. And then when I was in the throes of homeschooling, pregnant and nursing babies and all that exhaustion. You know, I'm thinking of a couple episodes back where we had the question from a listener where their family was just continually sick. Well, this is the time of year where you feel that. But we are going to be sharing a little bit about how to handle those feelings of the winter blahs, how to kind of mix things up, how to bring a little more joy into your life. And speaking of joy, I I'm so thrilled to have a special guest here today, Kristalina Everett, who's going to be sharing about her new book, Women Made New. I'm sure you know Kristalina. If you don't, you're going to really enjoy getting to know her, but she's working all over the place in the church and in youth ministry and working together with her husband, Jason, over at chastity.com. Amazing couple doing amazing work in the world. And I first met Kristalina years ago when my book, Momnipotent, was coming out and we were putting together the video series. And I I was familiar with her work, but I hadn't previously met her. And uh, Ascension kind of set it up so that she could be a part of the Momnipotent video series. And we had a little segment where we were chatting and I just loved her from the start. She has such a joy and such an energy about her that, you know, if you're going through the winter blues or the winter blahs or going through anything hard right now, this is going to be the antidote for you. This is going to be a little pep talk, a little dose of joy. Joy is actually the theme that we've been focused on throughout the month of January. So coming to an end right now over in uh, the Girlfriends community over at girlfriendscommunity.com. So if you haven't been a part of things over there, that's part of what we do is each month we focus on a different virtue, a different theme, and we kind of look at what the scripture says about it. We look at what the saints have said about it, and we share about it in our weekly live video chats that we have on Wednesday evenings. And it's been really nice kind of sharing and, and being more focused on that idea of joy and how we can cultivate an attitude of joy and the ways in which joy is really different from being happy, right? You know, joy is the lasting sense of fulfillment and peace that you have in 
being in the presence of God and knowing and doing God's will. And it's what he wants for every one of us. He wants that deep and lasting sense of joy, one that we can have a taste of here in this life, but he means for us to have it in a perfect way forever in the next life. Well, Crystalline is a little a little opening, a little doorway to that kind of joy. So I can't wait to share this conversation I had with her about her newest book. So take a listen. Hey, welcome. I am super excited to have Kristalina Everett here today. So Kristalina is the founder of Women Made New and co-founder of The Chastity Project. She's the best-selling author of Pure Womanhood, How to Find Your Soulmate Without Losing Your Soul, and the curriculum You, Life, Love, and the Theology of the Body. Kristalina has spoken internationally to more than one million people about the virtue of chastity, healing, and God's plan for human sexuality, and has made television appearances on MSNBC and the BBC. She has a weekly show on EW. WTN Radio and has hosted several television series for teens and women on EWTN. She and her husband Jason have spoken at World Youth Day in Sydney, Madrid, and Poland, and have been blessed with eight children. Her newest book that she's here to talk with us about today is called Women Made New Reflections on Adversity, Transformation, and Healing. Kristalina, welcome to Girlfriends. I'm so thrilled you're here. Yay! Thank you for having me. In fact, we are like real girlfriends. Right. That's awesome. It so, makes perfect sense. <laughs> thank you. Right. I always joke, but it's not really a joke that I, I call this girlfriends because it's my excuse to talk with girlfriends. Like, right? I, get, I know. It's I get to awesome. just call people up and have conversations about important exactly. things. Exactly. So super excited to have this chance. I, I've had the honor of being on your show. So it's kind of nice to flip the mic and talk to you about some of the projects you have going on, especially this new book called Women Made New. So just to get us started, describe for people, because it's not like you just wrote out this book. You were kind of like the organizer behind the scenes, of course, contributed to it. But you have so many awesome people who help put this together. Talk to me about the concept for putting this together. Okay, let's just get right into it, Danielle. So <laughs> let's do it. I got the idea from this book when um, actually I got it in adoration, but let's go further back than that is when I was pregnant in my eighth month with my eighth child, almost it was like seven, the end of my seventh. And you're, you know, when you're just like as big as a house and yes. your body's really lucid, your body's getting ready to have a baby. <laughs> and I bent over in our little playhouse to get this juice box that was left there by one of my children. Mm -hmm. And the way I guess I just bent over the, my bones and my back kind of opened up a little bit, but when they went back the way I was bending, they didn't go back in the right spot. Oh gosh. So my leg literally completely gave out on me my whole side. I couldn't walk. I couldn't stand on it. Like it was just wonky. Wow. And I was in so much pain. Like in a second, I was in like this pain. Jason comes running. He has to lift me up, right? Oh my I'm gosh. Huge. And carry me. And he took me to the emergency room. I was that bad. Oh my word. And I kept telling them I am dislocated and they weren't listening to me. So basically I got some Motrin or whatever I could have being pregnant. I couldn't have x-rays. So I had to deliver the baby like that, all of that. And I came home and there's times when you're crying to God and times when you're crying out to God. I was crying out to God. Mm -hmm. I was in so, it was like a right up there with childbirth. I was like shaking and it was so much. And, and I was like that for months. So there's two choices you make. You get mad at God. I'm like, we just moved here. Right. I'm ready to have a baby. I can't move. I couldn't even go to the bathroom without crawling or having Jason come and help. It was terror. It was Gosh. humbling. But at the same time, I embraced my relationship and embraced the suffering. Like, okay, God, this is where you have me. What's going on? Mm -hmm. And in that time, I was in prayer. And, and this is my own personal kind of thing. But I had this vision, Danielle, crazy thing of all of a sudden, I was standing 
in front of all of these women, different rows of different ethnicities, different just ages, sizes, and there were rows and rows and rows of women. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, I saw this big shadow, black shadow, freaked me out, going in and out of the aisles of women. And as this shadow passed these women, they were throwing these things behind them, and they were like flying over me, like tons of them. Mm -hmm. And I said, oh my gosh. And I turned around, and there was a desolate desert and just sand. And as these things were hitting the sand, like rocks hit wet sand, right? Mm -hmm. The sand would come up, swallow these beautiful gems and these jewels, magnificent. I mean, magnificent. And they swallowed them like they weren't even there. And I said, Lord Jesus, what are those? And he said, those are the gifts and talents and virtues that I have given women in their vocation. And they are throwing them away and giving way to the world. Wow. And he said, go find those gems and give them back to the women. And then all of a sudden, Danielle, I woke up. No joke. I woke up and I was like, the gems. I'm like, what gems? Where are the gems? Where do I find them? Like, yeah. I was so unsatisfied and frustrated. And I told Jason what happened. And he was like, well, um, well, we'll pray about that. And I, I mean, <laughs> what do you do? You know, I'm emotional. I'm pregnant. There's a lot going on. Yeah. Just whatever. We move on. But over time, my Women Made New Ministry kind of evolved. I got the Women Made New Show, all these things, the ABTN to just reach out to women if I knew it wasn't it. Mm-hmm. And then one day I had this idea. I was in adoration of, you know what? There are so many powerhouse women out there that have their own ministries and own apostolates that women don't know about, mm-hmm. that need to know because they're not going to all resonate with me. They're not going to all resonate with maybe Jeanette or Mother Angelica or, or Catherine Hadro or right. Sarah Swaff or Lisa Cott. They're not all going to resonate, but they all have these ministries that can minister. And basically, I wanted to weaponize women in their own healing process to become powerful and unafraid to become who God is calling them to be. And wow. so I had this idea and adoration, and I started writing the list of the different women I thought God was kind of putting on my heart. And I literally dropped my pencil when Mother Angelica was on the list. I was like, no way. (laughs) I was like, there's no way. I'm like, no way. Right? And I'm thinking, okay, I'm shooting for the stars and moon here. And that's like the universe. It's just like, how is that even possible? You know? Mm -hmm. So um, I was talking to Catherine Hadro and she says, well, what do you want me to write about, Christalina? I said, go ask Jesus whatever it is he wants you to say to women. And then I said, he's going to give you that gem, Catherine, whatever it is we think. And then all of a sudden I got off the phone with her and I literally started crying. I was like, Oh, the gems. I'm collecting the gems. You realized that. Oh my God. I realized it in that moment. And so I really feel like this book is really the gifts and the talents and the things that these women, these overcomers, I don't know. There's something about it. And I feel like I'm giving the gems back to women because every single woman in here is an overcomer. She has a story, even Mother Angelica herself. Oh, for sure. She came from divorce. She came from a very messy background. She had her own struggles, but she was an overcomer. And I wanted to give that to women that if you're struggling, if you've been divorced, if you've been sexually abused, you've had an abortion, you have cutting or body issues, this is the book for you. And it's not the Crystalina show. I don't, it's, it's about women really coming together mm-hmm. and helping each other because also within the church, there's a lot of competition, territorial, and oh, out, yeah. even in the world with women and caddy and nonsense, I cannot stand, I have no time for it. Mm-hmm. But what I'm realizing is that there's a seat at the table for everybody. God has a seat for everyone that has your own name on it. And maybe someone across the table has similar gifts, but they're not me. And and they can't fill my shoes and I can't fill their shoes. And we have beautiful gifts and talents that we all need to embrace. And if women do struggle with cattiness or they struggle with jealousy or anything like that, they have to know that that 
there's some insecurity and brokenness in themselves that right. they really have to take a look at, you know, because I used to struggle with that. I used to have issues with that, especially mm-hmm. in high school and, co- you know, everyone sure. struggles with that. But it's something that I think that can be easily addressed and realize like you're your own unique gift to the world. And honey, let's embrace it. What is keeping you from it? And let's go. Oh my so. gosh. <laughs> okay, you were not kidding. We're diving right in here. I, I love it. And, and I and I knew as much because I've had other conversations with you and it's always that way. So I love it. I love that about you. Um, so you're describing all of these beautiful gems, these contributions yes. that these women made to the book. Let, let's start with Mother Angelica because I feel like, you know, she's a mother to us all and she's a mother at, you know, EWTN and such a lasting legacy, you know, and mm. in the, the programs that you've been a part of there and even this book, you know, being published from the same company, the same organization, that she's a part of all of these beautiful things that women are doing to encourage and support each other, to build each other up, like you said, an overcomer. So what is the story, that her contribution there and, and how did you decide what you would be using there? So I thought, well, how am I going to do this? And I started listening to a lot of archive old school videos mm-hmm. where she was like teaching on whiteboards and her brown habit and just like back in the day. Oh, I went all the way back and I got <laughs> um, privilege of listening to a lot of archive stuff that's yep. there. And then I listened to 300 hours of wow. Mother Angelica and I asked that's for the transcripts. For they send them over. <laughs> oh my God. And the thing is, you see this little AirPod? That's my secret yeah. weapon because I would literally listen to her while doing laundry, cooking right. dinner. And if something really struck my heart, I'd go back and I would write it down and I'd find the minutes for it. And mm-hmm. it came to these, I compiled two beautiful chapters of things that have never been in writing before from Mother wow. Angelica. What a gift. And one of them, this is really unique because even men can relate to this, that she said that there, it's called personal prisons. And she said that there are grown men in prison freer than most people walking on the street because we create our own personal prison with our sins and our wounds and our brokenness that we're too afraid to to reveal to God and to let go of. And it just resonates with what is happening with women in our society, the oppression, our faith, everything. And the thing is, we think we're orphans and Jesus left and he ascended in the clouds and we're losing this big battle. And I'm sorry, that's a bunch of nonsense. And Mm -hmm. that's, we don't give up. We don't give in. And I saw Jesus this morning at mass. You know, he is alive and well, and we need to just, we need to start acting like our King is still with us because he is. Yeah, that's powerful. That's powerful. And I, and I love that you were able to in, kind of incorporate those contributions from Mother Angelica because it sets such a beautiful tone for the, the collection of these different stories that women are sharing in the book and the different perspectives, these gems that they've brought to it. Was there one person's contribution that particularly surprised you in a good way? You know, every single one of them actually surprised me. And one thing before we move on to that, I found in the depths of all, of, I don't even know where I found this quote of Mother Angelica's and get this when this, this was like the like bow on top of the present, right? When I found this <laughs> quote, ready? Here we go, okay, Daniel. Here we ready. go. It says, the spirit gave us his gifts so that we would be clothed with the jewels of virtue, gold of love, the emeralds of hope, and the brilliant diamonds of faith. Let us not be content with the scotch tape and the aluminum foil of this world. Wow. Is that not perfection for for all of it, right? It was yeah. like the bow on top. Oh, the bow goodness. on top. And Mother Angelica's essence is really throughout yeah. this entire book because she is still, I feel, in heaven setting the world on fire. Yeah. And she's a force to be reckoned with. All because why? Because she just said yes. Mm-hmm. All we have to do to be that force for God on this earth right now 
I feel is just be obedient and to say yes. And we have, we had a living example and someone I feel that women can actually relate to now. And every time I listen to her still, she fixes my little wagon. You know, I yeah. mean, it's not for my grandma. It is for me and her <laughs> message, right? Oh, it's completely. like right now. Yeah. But all of these women, the thing that shocked me, I think out of all of these stories is how honest and how raw and real all of these women and what they brought to the table was shocking. I didn't mm-hmm. ex- kind of expect that, right. but I asked them all to go to adoration, see what Jesus asked. And I just kept getting these, these stories in and it was, it was really mind blowing. And father, Joseph, Mary, he is a chaplain at EWTN. He's very close with Mother Angelica. And mm-hmm. he actually has a chapter called Beauty Tips in here, oh. which I mean, <laughs> I, I was crying when I read that chapter. And I'm not a crier. Okay. Mm-hmm. I try to be like tough skin here, but I actually was crying when I read his chapter and it really touched me. So mm-hmm. I know that words can be life giving. And I really feel like that is what's going to happen when women read this book. It's going to encourage them, help them and strengthen them to embrace um, whatever it is God is asking them to do, which is hard. Of course, of course. And I think that sometimes what's hardest of all is feeling sometimes, and you know, this is the enemy that's speaking to us at these points, right? When when we're at a low point, speaking to us, making us feel like we're all alone in it or that nobody else has experienced these things. And that's what was so powerful for me coming away from this book was look at all of these honest, like you said, raw, real, vulnerable stories that women are sharing and the the real hope that you get just seeing the way that, that God has worked in their lives in spite of these flaws and failings and shortcomings and limitations and the tone that Mother Angelica sets. I mean, what I love about her is how practical and real she always is, right? She's she's very, you know, she's very lofty. She has these lofty goals for herself and everyone else, but at the same time, she's very real. One of my favorite quotations, and I'm not going to do it perfectly, but she she said that, um, she said, people compliment my great faith, but I drink a lot of Maalogs. She's like, my, my stomach doesn't know about my great faith, right? And I'm like, I get that, right? It's okay to admit that you've got anxiety, that you worry about things sometimes, yes. despite this call to have great faith and to trust in the Lord. And the ways that we struggle along the way, like we have a lot of those things in common and there's so much to be gained. Like as I was going through this book, I was thinking, this is like a Catholic version of a Me Too movement, right? Like not, not oh, necessarily focused on yes. sexual harassment, but focused yes. on the, the things we share in common, like, oh, Me Too. Like when one mm-hmm. woman vulnerably admits something she struggled with or is struggling with or a limitation she has, other women feel more confident to step forward and say, me too, like that, that, and there's such a beautiful power in that connection that we make as women. That is powerful. I love it, Danielle. That is beautiful. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to steal that, but I'll totally (laughs) say, oh, my girlfriend, Danielle, but I'm telling you right now, let's talk about the demonic dialogue. Let's talk about those lies that women are constantly believing. And I'm not smart enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not lovable enough. And Mm -hmm. I made too many mistakes. God can't forgive me or want me. And those are all lies from the pit of hell. And the devil is not clever when he lies to us. It's all the same. He regurgitates the same garbage to all of us. Right. And there's this Chinese proverb. I love it. And it rang so true for me. And apparently it's a Taylor Swift song I was told by a teenager, but okay. (laughs) Hey, it's actually a Chinese proverb and it's death by a thousand cuts. And I feel like that is what the evil one is doing to us on a daily basis. And we're sitting there allowing this assault to happen Mm -hmm. and it's taking place constantly. And if someone was coming at us, trying to assault us or hurt us, we would defend ourselves. We'd be like, oh no, this isn't going down. But why are we sitting there so helpless and taking it from the evil one spiritually assaulting Mm -hmm. us? And we need to step up, learn what our weapons of light are, learn the power that we have in Jesus as women 
And enough is enough. And if, right. if you do struggle with demonic dialogue, something Emily Wilson told me in an interview that really just helped me so much and is profound that I literally say out loud, Jesus, tell me the truth. She told oh. me that's what she does. Jesus, tell me the truth. And the devil can't stand Jesus and he can't stand the truth. And if it is not of God, it goes away. Wow. And I don't allow it to have power. I don't allow that in anymore. And the other thing that I kind of woke up to was people are so quick to understand that demonic dialogue, right, mm -hmm. Danielle? Because right away, it's like, yes, I yeah. understand. But why are they so quick to blow off the fact that God is speaking to them too, on a daily basis, whispering in their heart, giving them direction, mm -hmm. guiding them, telling what they should do, what they should not be doing. Some of you are dating someone you should have dumped years ago. Right. Some of you are in a job and just living paycheck to paycheck, just surviving because you're fearful and you're scared. And God keeps telling you, leave. There's mm -hmm. something else I have for you, but we live in fear. There's so many things on a daily basis we ignore because we blow it off and act like, oh, well, it's not that big of a deal. Mm -hmm. When the God of heaven and earth is talking to you and you alone, Danielle or Kristalina or Sarah, or whoever, and we blow God off, mm -hmm. we need to check ourselves because there that I feel that is the compass to heaven. That is the compass in this crazy world. And everyone is running around like chickens with their head cut off if they would just stop and focus and literally listen to what is just that next step. Like Mother Angelica, next step. Okay. She made a network. She just kept going. But that's it. Jesus right. only asks us that next step in our healing process and in leaving that relationship. Whatever it is, he'll give us the strength, but we gotta show up to our own fight and do not be paralyzed by fear. That's so powerful. I think that's so, so beautifully put and encouraging, I think, for anybody who's out there that's listening that feels stuck, right? Because that's, mm. I, I think sometimes we feel stuck because we allow ourselves to be overwhelmed by, you know, the place where we think we ought to be and knowing we're nowhere near yes. it. And then we think we can't do anything, right? Then we're paralyzed, right? Or we're, we're too fearful yes. to take that first little step. But that's what I find yes. so encouraging about what you share and what other women in the book have shared. And uh, of course, Mother Angelica and her very practical spirituality that just do that one little thing. And I, I love that I'm going to keep that with me, the power of that simple prayer, Jesus, tell me the truth. Like that. Say it out loud. My yeah. kids are like, mom, who are you talking to? And they're like <laughs> peeking around the corner. I said, I'm talking to Jesus right yes. now. Now they're used to it. Like they hear me and they just are like, okay, she's talking to Jesus, guys. But you know what? That's okay. Because I am and he's here and he helps me and that's, that's okay. right. Yeah. You know, and we can't be afraid or embarrassed. Love no. that. Right, you know, right. It's a great can't. example. We have to embrace. Mm -hmm. Well, what other, <laughs> what other words of encouragement or advice might you offer to somebody who really does struggle with that? I mean, so many so many women, and it's not just young women, but it is in particular. I have such a heart for, and I know you do with your, the ministry that you do, for, for young women growing up in a culture today that's telling them they're not enough, you know, whether it's actually telling them they're not enough or just, you know, suggesting it through the images that they see in the media or what they encounter on Instagram or whatever's going on in their life. Like what advice do you have for somebody who's kind of in a, a habitual pattern of that kind of thought process besides interrupting and asking Jesus to tell you the truth? Any other any other thoughts there? Like how can they begin to work toward opening up that dialogue with God? They want me to begin by go to confession. Mm. You got to clean it out. I was hoping you were going to say that. clogged <laughs> up with all kinds of sin and nonsense and you can't hear God. How can you hear God if it's buried? Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry, I don't care how drunk, how high, how many drugs I was on, what situation I was in back in the day before my conversion, I still heard that small, still voice. Mm -hmm. I tried to shut it up. I tried to numb it and I couldn't. And God is, God pursued me in that darkness. And I know he's pursuing every one of your listeners 
right now, regardless of the darkness, sin, or wounds that you carry, Jesus is right there with you and he will love you in that. But you got to show up to your fight and the starting point is confession. And you know what? You will feel so light and just start over. It's never too late to start over. It doesn't matter who you are, where you've been, what you've done. All that matters is where you go right now. Mm -hmm. Now, a couple weeks ago, Danielle, I'm going to tell you, I was really struggling. Like it was like on me, just struggling, especially when I went to prayer. Like, how does God really love me? And I know it was the evil one, just like push, push, push. Like, how does God really love you? I mean, there's a billion people. Okay. You're not really that important. Like he doesn't really <laughs> love you. Right. I mean, come on. That's just a fable, you know, and mm-hmm. just these things constantly. And a lot of people struggle with this. Like, sure. are you truly loved and wanted and cared for? And I'm in adoration. And okay. So bear with me. Here we go. I'm in adoration. All of a sudden I'm praying and I'm a very imaginative prayer, I guess. And what happened was, is all of a sudden I felt like in my mind, I saw the sacred heart. And the sacred heart all of a sudden exploded. Now, this is where you have to bear with me. And then it came back together. And it was like a big puzzle piece. Like all these puzzle pieces compiled and made the sacred heart. And I saw all these different names, Danielle. Wow. It's like, let's say I saw Danielle. I saw Joseph. I saw Angel. I saw uh, Margaret, whatever. All these different pieces came together. But there were holes in his sacred heart as well. And all of a sudden, I saw my piece kind of come forth. And I saw Crystalina. And I felt like I just knew in that moment, no matter what, God has that piece of his sacred heart just for me. Just, that is all mine. He will mm-hmm. never duplicate, replicate, or replace me ever. And the pieces that were missing in that big puzzle were literally piece, people that rejected God that he will never replace. He will never put anything there. He will forever miss and long for those people because we are a part of him. Mm-hmm. We are his children. He loves us. He longs for us. And in that moment, I knew no matter what, I have that peace. And that is mine and no one and not the devil himself can take that away from me. And wow. that I do matter and everybody matters. Mm-hmm. And people need to stop feeling sorry for themselves in their situations to step up show up to their fight and know God is with you. And there is a reason for your struggle. There's a reason for your pain and not that God wants you to go through it, but you have, you're being taught something. And even when I figured out and I learned of the sexual abuse when I was a child, I felt like broken. The ground came out from beneath me. Mm -hmm. What do you do when the ground comes out from beneath you? That happens to all of us in our own way, in our lifetime. It happens. So Mm -hmm. what do you do? Most people, they do. They turn to God. But why wait for those moments in your life when those things are happening, but go to him now, mm-hmm. make that decision now today, because in that moment, the ground fell out beneath me, but I look back and I actually understood myself for the first time. For the first time, I felt like I knew who I was and why things were happening to me, why I acted the way I did. Like there's purpose in that pain sometimes. And God mm-hmm. is trying to reveal things to us. So don't be afraid if it hurts a little bit because if you're making progress. So don't be afraid and God wants to heal you. And the one question I want women to think about when they read this book is what is it that is keeping you from becoming the woman God is calling you to be? Because there is something and it's not the vices that you're seeing on the surface go deeper because it's stemming. It's stemming from whatever that is. And if you can get to that, you'll be on the next level. Like you can embrace and step into further what it is. And I'm telling you all women that are hearing this, Everyone has a mission. Everyone has right. purpose. God has a plan for all of us. I don't care who you are. If God has a plan for me, <laughs> he's got a plan for you, honey. Okay, we're all in this together. All of us. And I want to raise this sisterhood that we've got each other's back. 
We're praying for each other. We're fasting for each other. We're there for each other. And that we know, look, I've got you. I'm taking you into my adorations, Daniel. I'm praying for you at my masses. And know all the women that read this book, I'm doing that for you every day. So know I got your back and, and God does too. And don't ever let the devil take that away from you. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's really speaking to the power and the strength of sisterhood. And that's Mm -hmm. also another theme that really comes through strongly in the book is that we need to have each other's backs. You know, there's so many ways that we can be tempted to be competitive or compare ourselves or Mm -hmm. fall into jealousies in our relationships with other women. But I always look to the the beautiful example of Our Lady and St. Elizabeth at the visitation. You know, that that's the ideal that's set for us, like encouraging each other, meeting together in, you know, in our expression of our our feminine experience in the world. They were both kind of connecting through their shared experience of motherhood in that moment and just rejoicing with one another. And that's what that's what God's plan is for us to find that kind of joy in our friendship with the other women that he places in our lives. But so this book comes across as sort of this, um, like a, a myriad kind of a tapestry of looking at, at feminine genius. So we're almost out of time here, but I did want to get you to speak just a little bit about that concept of feminine genius, which is a word that, you know, we hear it a lot and sometimes people aren't real sure what it means or they think it means one kind of woman or what, what are your thoughts about the way that this book expresses the feminine genius? You know, it's our womanhood is so under attack. Even the fact that I'm female makes it people mad. And the fact that I'm proud and loud to say I am a female, right? right but our right. feminine genius actually comes from those gifts and those talents that we give the world that, that God has given us. And a lot of them in women right now are locked away and they back down and they shy away from and they're afraid to be who they truly are supposed to be. And mm-hmm. Lisa Cotter does an amazing job in the chapter. She wrote an entire chapter on the feminine genius. And it came from one of the books that she already has on feminine genius. And she speaks so eloquently on this. And if you don't know what that feminine genius is, look up Lisa Cotter, everyone, because she has got it down. But really the most basic way to describe it is the gifts and talents that God has given us as women that we go out and that we get to give the world. Because all the Mm -hmm. gifts that God gives any of us are always for the other, Right. right? We benefit in them, but they're always going to be for the other. But I feel like we handicap ourselves by holding on to our past wounds, oh, brokenness, sure. sin. We stuff our stuff. You put lipstick on it and we keep going on. And I felt like I was living in Halloween. I was so fake. I was around fake people mm-hmm. and I was dead inside. Who wants to live like that? Right. Like enough is enough, ladies. Just And only you can decide when your enough is enough. And God, when you do that and you go to him, go to confession, go to adoration, Put yourself before the king and see what it is he has for you because he loves you. He's calling you. And this right now is your invitation to do that and to take it seriously because what we do right now holds weight in heaven and it holds weight on earth and how our lives are going to move forward. And there is a lot at stake here. Don't Mm -hmm. blow your own life off. There is a lot at stake. And we're talking our eternal souls. So let's take it a little more seriously and not blow off the most precious thing that we have is our soul. And there's nothing more important, Danielle, than to be right with God. It doesn't matter who you are, where you've been, what you've done. All that matters right now, ladies, is where you go from here. 
Yeah, that's very encouraging. I, I love the way that you put that in. I'm so grateful to you for your ministry, for the work that you've done um, through your your radio show, through your books, and through your speaking. I mean, all of it just speaks so powerfully to this call that we have to holiness, but the unique call we have as women to be that gift to the world and uh, some of the ways that we mess it up along the way. So I'm so grateful to you for speaking truth to that. One last question before we wrap up, because every time I get a hardworking mama on the show, I have to find out like, how do you organize your life? Just <laughs> tell me about it. You've got this radio show, you're writing books, you've got the eight kids, you've got the speaking ministry, you've got this busy traveling husband a lot of the time. Like it just give us like a little snapshot. Like what what's little something window. That's, Yeah, what saves your life with regard to organizing and all of it? Keep it, I'm serious, Jesus at the center of mm-hmm. all of it, being incredibly Eucharistic. Mm-hmm. I literally ask Jesus about everything. I discern everything. He is my boss. I go to him and I have, and I discern everything, but more practical, like other than spiritual, practical stuff is Mm -hmm. if you need help, don't be afraid to ask for it. I have an assistant that helps me with all things. And without her, I couldn't do what I do. And my biggest motto that I do have is anything can be done. Anything. We can build rockets to to Mars, honey, if we want to, (laughs) as long as we plan in advance. Anything can be done. doesn't matter how long or far in advance you plan it. You're right with God. You're not neglecting your family or your duties. It can be done. You just have to just listen to the Holy Spirit. Listen to those promptings. I'm telling you, ladies, it's the compass of all compasses just to listen. Because there are times I have to say no, and that's okay. And sometimes that is hard. But there Mm -hmm. is a level of dying to oneself, discipline, and just walking one step at a time with what Jesus is asking. I'm telling you, that's the kind of secret in the sauce is just listening to what God is asking of being obedient. Because Danielle, yes, he died on the cross and he saved us. And and I really believe it started in the garden of Gethsemane because it was his obedience to go and die on that cross. Right. And you cannot do the will of God and have obedience out of that. Like if he's asking you to do something, just be obedient. Call that friend. You never know what's going on the other line. If that's just a little thing like, oh, I'm busy. No, 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 no. God's asking you. You don't know what's going on the other line on that phone. Mm -hmm. Just do whatever it is you're being asked to do and just plan in advance and be smart and just stay close to Jesus. If you hear anything, just stay close to him. I love it. I love it. You heard it here. Go do it, girlfriend. Let's go. Some little pep talk from Crystalina <laughs> here today. So where can people go to find out more about the book? Again, uh, this newest book from Crystalina Everett is called Women Made New, Reflections on Adversity, Transformation, and Healing with a number of different contributors. You're not going to want to miss this. So where's the best place to get it or get more information? Uh, EWTNRC.com and okay. also Amazon. Let's make it simple. Amazon yeah. and um, Barnes and Noble. And they can go to womenmaynew.org okay. and you can download the first chapter to see if you want it. Oh, nice. You know, it's up to you if God just, just let it see if it resonates. And then um, I'm coming out with my new website here pretty soon. So I'm excited for all women. So, and you're going to be on it too, of all good resources, all good resources, all girlfriends. Let's go. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Crystalita, for for writing this book, for bringing all of these women together, for the powerful force for the good you are in the world. I'm so grateful to you and your ministry. And thanks so much for taking the time to talk about it on Girlfriends today. Thank you, Danielle. And you are my beloved girlfriend and you are my friend in Jesus. So thank you. Amen. All right. Coming up, We've got more of the show for you, but first we're going to take a quick break. I'm Danielle Bean, and you're listening to The Girlfriends Podcast. Hi, I'm Father Mark Toops. Do you ever feel like you're asking God for too much in your spiritual life? The truth is you're probably asking for too little. 
And if you'd like some help this Lent, opening up your heart to God to allow Him to bless you with all that He has for you, you should pick up the new Ascension Lenten Companion Year A. This coming Lent, if you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you always got. If you'd like some help to go deeper, you'll need to ask for more. And this is what this year's journal is designed to help you with. Each day, you'll get a word to focus on, a reflection to help you pray, some scripture to meditate on, and a prompt to help you quiet down and listen to what God wants to say to you. And each week, we feature a piece of original artwork as well as an original online video to help you in your prayer. I wanna encourage you to be bold this Lent, to ask God for more. Go to ascensionpress.com and order your copy of the Ascension Lenten Companion today. God bless you. Welcome back. Now we're at the point in the show where I like to share listener feedback, listener emails, messages that I get from you, questions I get from you. That's what we do here in this segment of the podcast. And this week, I wanna share this email that just made my day, made my week, made my month was so great to get this little message from Kelly, who wrote in this, Hi, Danielle. I'm a big fan of your show, and it has really helped to lead me to convert to Catholicism. I grew up in a non-religious family. When I was an adult, I was so hungry for God in my life, and I was active in Protestant churches. It filled me up quite a bit, but I still felt something missing. I began to listen to Catholic podcasts, including yours, and I became more and more fulfilled. God was calling me to His church. I am now attending my local parish, and I am enrolled in the RCIA class. I have never been happier, and I know that I was born to be a Catholic. My husband, who is not a churchgoer, is 100% supportive of me and is willing to go through the annulment process so we can have our marriage blessed. Then I can partake of the sacraments in and become a full member of the church. I just wanted to share with you what a difference podcasts like yours can make in the lives of people who might want to convert. Best, Kelly. Kelly, I am so grateful for your conversion story. I am so grateful you shared that with me. And, you know, what it just, it opens up to me this idea that we never know how the things that we share are going to affect or influence other people. Because if we open ourselves up to, like we talked about just um, last week, where we were talking about showing up, the secret power of showing up. When we show up and we trust in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit can do amazing things. Things that, you know, I don't take credit for anything that might be accomplished through the Girlfriends podcast. Like, I'm just grateful for the opportunity to show up and allow God to do hopefully good things through what I share here. And Kelly's story is a beautiful example of that. So, I'm so grateful for that beautiful story of the workings of the Holy Spirit. You know, podcasts, watching things on YouTube, reading books, having conversations, going to church and and talking to people that you might meet there, like real life conversations with people. The Holy Spirit is alive and well and working through all of these things. I am just so humbled to know that God can work these amazing things in the lives of other people through the little small things that I might share here. So really very encouraging email for me to receive. And I want it to be a source of encouragement for everybody else, like everybody who's listening, the ways that you share with people, whether it's just a conversation with a girlfriend or or talking to your husband or, you know, talking with your kids or sharing an email with somebody or responding, you know, to something somebody asks online or whatever. 
All these little ways that we share are all part of the ways that we can open ourselves up to being an instrument of the Holy Spirit and the beautiful work that he wants to do in his church. So thank you so much for sharing that, Kelly. I am going to be praying for you during your conversion. I hope you will keep us updated on how you're doing and how it's going and when you do enter the church. I think that's such a beautiful story and I can't wait to hear all about it. I want to encourage everybody listening, please pray for Kelly. Pray for all of those who are going through conversion and perhaps preparing to enter the church this coming Easter. You know, what a beautiful thing. What a beautiful story to be always open and welcoming new people into the church. So thank you so much for that little bit of encouragement. I'm going to be saving your email because sometimes I get messages that are just um, not quite so encouraging. And I don't get a lot of them, but you know what? This will help me to just hit archive or delete on uh, some of the other things and just focus on the good work that that God wants me to be doing. So thank you so much for that, Kelly. If you have some feedback or a question that you want to share here on the podcast, something you'd like me to take up in this segment, I would love to hear from you. You can email me, danielle at daniellebean.com. You can also connect with me on social media. I love to connect with you on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I'm Danielle Bean on all of those. But most importantly, I love to connect with you through the Girlfriends community. So if you listen to the Girlfriends podcast and you like what we're sharing here, you're going to love being a part of the Girlfriends community. So what we do there is we talk about some of the basic things, the kinds of topics we take up here on the podcast. And we pray together. We have daily prayer support. We have weekly live video sessions where, like I said at the start of the show, we we take up a different theme each month and we look at what the saints have to teach us about those things. Um, and we have conversations about what that working on virtue really looks like. Growing in holiness really looks like the ups and downs, the good, the bad, the the trials and the triumphs of doing that in our everyday lives. It's a beautiful opportunity to share with your sisters in Christ. So truly an online community that I like to think of it as social media without all the negative stuff, without the vitriol, without the politics, without the ads, without the distractions, without the temptations toward comparing yourself to some impossible standard of perfection really just women looking to connect with other women to encourage and support them in their faith and family lives. That's what it's all about. So if you enjoy the podcast, I know that we will enjoy getting to know you over at the Girlfriends Community and you can check it out for free. Just go over to girlfriendscommunity.com. We would love to add you to our growing sisterhood over there. Okay, that's all the time we have for today, but I want to thank you for being part of today's show. I'm so thrilled to be able to connect with you here on the podcast. It is such a joy for me. Can't believe I've been doing this for six years now. What a blessing. What a gift. I had no idea what I was beginning and all that God had planned for me, for the the real gift that this show has been for me. I had no idea stepping into it. So I'm so grateful for you being here in all the ways you encourage and support what we do here at Girlfriends. Thank you for that. And until next time, I hope you enjoy your day and God bless your week. Girlfriends is a collaboration between DanielleBean.com and Ascension, the leader in Catholic faith formation. 